Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the program Today's Issues here on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim Wildman, and as always, we thank you for listening to AFR. It's January 9th, in case you're wondering. Ed Vitagliano now joins me in studio. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. All right, uh, fellas, a lot happened since last we spoke uh, on this show. Uh, especially in Washington, D.C., right, Fred? In Washington, D.C., yes. We now have a House Speaker, Republican, uh, Kevin McCarthy. And if you happen to be up around one one thirty in the morning on Saturday, uh, you got to see his first speech as House Speaker. Uh, it was... Uh, I missed that. <laughs> it was a marathon of votes. Uh, I think the count was 15. 15 different votes. <clears throat> And uh, it came down to basically uh, half a dozen or so at the end who resisted uh, having Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker uh, unless they got certain concessions. And even on the final vote, there were six Republicans who voted not present. And the present or not present? Not well. Well, they voted present. Present. But, but didn't, they, they yeah. didn't vote. Yes, didn't vote. Yes or no. And that changed uh, the mathematics. They didn't vote, I'm not here. <laughs> no, no. Okay, because they were there. Yes. Right. They, they were present, but did, decided not, not present. to vote. Yes. Okay, I got you. And, okay, the net effect of that was they, were, they weren't uh, voting to support McCarthy, uh, even though he was going to win. They were still holding out. They didn't vote no. They just said present. No, yes. I'm not going to commit. But it changed that, the mathematics yes. of the majority that yes, was needed. Yes. yes. And, and that pushed uh, McCarthy over that level, and he became House Speaker. And uh, they go to work today. Uh, they start having votes because there were concessions made by McCarthy to rules in the House, uh, for instance. Uh, and, and a lot of these rules were in place prior to Nancy Pelosi, but Nancy Pelosi changed them. They're kind of going back in many cases to rules uh, that are in place. One of the ones that I think the American people will really appreciate is that they're going to have to wait when they get a bill. Members of the House have three or four days that they actually get to read the bill. Because we have had uh, the last bill that was passed, the omnibus bill, was over 4,000 pages, and the members of the House and the Senate, it it just landed on their desk hours before they were supposed to to vote for it. And they said, we don't even know what's in this, but, you know, there are some key things that keep the government operating, so I'm going to go ahead and vote for it. Some of these bills are so that they have to vote on are so large, I don't even know that 72 hours is enough, but it's certainly better than than 24. Yes. And these these bills are, are monstrosities, thousands of pages long. I guess they can divide it up amongst their staff and, and cover it. But it, it's it's absurd that the way the House has been operating is that these people vote yes or no without even knowing what's in the bill. 
Yeah. You know, a lot of people think, including some uh, some Republicans, that there was a lot of theater that went on for several days last week. One of those is Congressman Corey Mills, Republican from Florida. He says all these concessions we were just talking about by Kevin McCarthy were made prior to the first vote being taken. Cut number five. Let me just first start out by saying that, you know, a lot of these these rules that were actually considered to be concessions or agreements, they weren't something that was just done by the 21 hardliners. Let me read you through a list of actual rules that had already been accepted, already been approved in GOP conference prior to the first vote being held, which is why my vote went to Kevin McCarthy was because of these votes. So things like, for example, uh, a motion to vacate the chair, 72-hour notice prior to votes on legislation, single-subject bills and germaneness, uh, the formation of the church-style commission, which allows us to target and investigate the weaponization of federal government, uh, a request of a three-fifths supermajority to pass tax increases, stopping the border surge, restoring energy freedom, blocking the 87,000 IRS agents. These are all things that had been agreed upon and accepted in GOP conference prior to the first vote. So there you have it, Jed. There, there were a lot of concessions that were made. A lot of these things were put in place. But uh, Well, hold on just a second, Fred. Okay. Not that you're saying anything controversial. Uh-huh. I got to know what happened here then. What he just said, and I respect, uh, he's a Republican congressman from Florida, right? Corey Mills, yes. He's saying that the hardliners is what he called them, the uh-huh. 20 or so plus Freedom Caucus members, were holding out for no good reason. For theater. Well, but that's no good reason. That's right. He's saying they were just showboating. Uh-huh. They would say, no, we held out to get these concessions uh, from Kevin McCarthy that is going to be good for the House of Representatives and healthy for the Democratic process, and they were vital to why we're here. Yes. So somebody's not telling the truth here. Well, there's a couple of things now, a couple of concessions that he didn't talk about that did come later on. Single member vote to House Speaker. Well, I don't know if I agree with that one or not, but but uh, I, I could see chaos coming out of that. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Fred? I mean, what do you think, Ed? Well, what I I, I, yeah, I, <laughs> I I am suspicious of, you know, the uh, consequences, un- unexpected consequences that can happen with those kind of things. Um, first of all, it with, with what kind of things? Well, having a a rule where I'm assuming that this is what this rule means. You can have one House member who votes uh, and says we need to vote on a new speaker. Is that that's what it yes. means? So that can be a Democrat or a Republican. Yes. So you could paralyze the House with a c- continual stream. Of That's why I said I don't know if I'm yeah. in favor of that or not, but that was one of the least important ones, it seems to me. I, I, I'm guessing sessions. that the reason that the Freedom Caucus would want that is in case tomorrow Kevin McCarthy says, all that stuff I said I would do, I'm not going to do it. Fooled you. Psych. Now they have at least that card to play. Well, if you do that, if you if you pull us all off our committee assignments, we're just going to go right back to vote voting for a new. I would say uh, maybe a threshold of five or ten, but one. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but what do you what do you make of what he said? What Congressman? 
Congressman uh, Corey Mills. Okay, do we have the do we have somebody on the other side on the Freedom Caucus side to anyway? Well, that that doesn't uh, listen. I, I I don't know what went on behind closed doors, so we're getting we're getting differing reports because the House the Freedom Caucus members were basically making like you said somebody somebody's not telling the truth. We're basically saying we're not going to vote for Kevin. Well, they were pushing to, to vote for Jim Jordan and and. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, who didn't want some the job. Them, who didn't want the job. But it they made it appear that we want these concessions or we will not vote for Kevin McCarthy. Corey Mills is saying we'd already decided this. This was showboat. Oh, no. I, I wasn't there. So, I, like you said, both of those things can't be true at the same time. Well, we're going to invite uh, – uh, I want to get Chip Roy on, if possible, congressman from Texas. I really admire him. And he's from on some of the Sunday shows over the weekend. And was one of the holdouts, you know. Mm-hmm. Made a very great, I thought, excellent, impassioned speech from yeah. the House floor. Yeah. Uh, this played. this caused a lot of tension among friends uh, that may, may take a few days to get past. Yeah. A few weeks, I don't know. But uh, listen, from what I, everything I could tell, if I had to say who's in the right, who's in the wrong, I'm going with the 20 holdouts. Now, you know, that a lot of a lot of Republicans are going to disagree with that. But I, I think uh, from what I heard from Chip Roy and others, the reasons they were holding out, the reasons they were holding out their vote for Kevin McCarthy is because Kevin McCarthy uh, was not going to give them, uh, that is, the Freedom Caucus, people any any sort of uh, role to play in the new house of representatives yeah that was one of the main things uh yep. so i that's that's my view uh you know as, like you had i wasn't on the inside right but the, what everything i can read is read and see and hear i come down on on their side it's interesting our own uh jenna ellis this morning talked with uh congresswoman marjorie taylor green republican of georgia She's fairly well-known in the media quite a bit. And uh, Jenna asked her, what do you tell conservatives that are not happy about Kevin McCarthy becoming House Speaker? Cut six. I only operate in reality. And that's what I was trying to be upfront with everyone about in the beginning. You see, the makeup of our conference, and, you know, out of 222 Republican members of Congress, we don't have enough conservatives to elect a conservative speaker. Anyone that lives in a Democrat district understands this. If you don't have enough Republican votes, you can't elect a Republican representative. If you don't have enough conservative members of Congress, you can't elect a true conservative America first MAGA type speaker. It's just the votes aren't there. Yeah. Well, she was supportive of Kevin McCarthy. Yes. From the get-go. Well, what she's saying is we weren't going to get, I'm paraphrasing, we weren't going to get anybody else. So I looked at the numbers and I said, yeah, know, what is the point of putting up the fight? Uh, no, I understand that. Yeah, that's what's basically. And she's one of the most conservative members, she, as is Jim Jordan. Yes. Jim Jordan from Ohio, one of the most conservative members uh, of the House of Representatives. He also supported uh, now Speaker McCarthy from the beginning. So it was a, a spectacle, if you will. 
Uh, how many votes did you say? Well, I think he won with 212, didn't he? Yes. Be- because you had people. There were 212 said, votes? Yeah, it would have been 218. I thought there was like 16 votes. What now? Oh, I thought you were talking about how, how many I'm sorry. he got. See, see, how, see how that? It's for, so this easy. This is how rumors get started. That's right. People's character. I thought you were talking about how many this, votes did it take to, to elect. Smarts. Yeah, let me repeat Kevin what McCarthy. I said. How many votes did it take among the Republicans to 50. get to uh, the, the 15 votes? 15. 15. So there's <laughs> it's like a title fight, right? There are 15 rounds in a title fight. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy found his last one standing there. Huh? Yeah. Um, uh, and and I, look, I, I – um, I, I appreciate people like like you know like Jim Jordan who is a conservative, but like he was saying with the uh, Georgia Congresswoman, uh, I, he didn't say this, but he said, but he did say he didn't want the job of Speaker. He supported Kevin McCarthy. I think the reason he did that is he knew he would ultimately lose because there were not enough conservative votes. I, I also have heard, I'm sure we all have heard that, um, and I think this is factual that the Republican establishment used GOP money in some cases to primary um, GOP candidates who were very conservative. In other words, we're giving money to your opponent because you're supported by Trump or you're more conservative. So there is a tension within the Republican Party, just like there is in the Democratic Party, right. between AOC their establishment and their, and their left wing in the Republican Party, their establishment, and the conservative wing of the party, there is tension in both of those parties. It's interesting you mentioned that uh, the Democratic minority leader, Hakeem Jeffries, was interviewed, I think, on NBC during the weekend. And kind of like what we said about the squad running the Democrats, he was saying, now the MAGA people are going to be holding Congress and the American people hostage over the next couple of years and we have new gingrich responding to that so first you're going to hear from hakeem jeffries cut number four what is going to be a problem is if the american people will be held captive over the next two years to the extreme MAGA republican agenda that apparently has been negotiated into the house rules and the functioning of the congress that's going to undermine the health the safety and the well-being of the american people it may undermine national security and a robust defense and undermine our ability to actually advance an agenda that is anchored in kitchen table pocketbook issues and not extremism. They're going to have open rules. The rules committees are going to allow amendments. Bills are going to come through committees, not through Nancy Pelosi's office. Now, Hakeem must be in shock. It'd be like being in Soviet Union or Cuba or somewhere and suddenly being told you're actually going to be a free society. And I think the Democrats are finding all this very confusing. They're opening up the House for the American people for the first time since COVID hit. And I think it is going to be really interesting. We kind of talked about this over the last few weeks uh, with the Republicans taking control uh, outside of the debate about who's going to be House Speaker. But the investigations, the panels, the committees that are going to be set up, uh, the uh, there's going to be a 13-member panel which is going to be empowered to investigate how executive branch agencies obtain information from or provide information to the private sector, uh, nonprofit entities, and other government agencies. There's going to be a panel to investigate the January 6th commission. 
so, uh, I, I mean, I think it's going to be very exciting to watch as they haul in uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. How can you say the border is secure and they're going to show him videos of people streaming across our border? They're going to call in. If Dr. Fauci thought he was going into retirement, he's going to be called back. There's going to be some very interesting days of hearings. Also, they are going to be investigating the weaponization of the federal government. Yes. Against political opponents. Including yeah, I, I want to hear that one. That's, yes. That's important. Yes, so the, important. The, the Democrats have had two years of party time where they had a Democrat in the White House and Democratic control over the House and the Senate. And at least in the House, that time of partying is over because now they've got to face the music. And that that is part of why the Republican takeover of the house in the midterm elections uh was so important yeah we didn't even mention hunter biden and yes the laptop. and his laptop also <laughs> joe biden and the afghanistan withdrawal when billions of dollars of equipment were left there for the taliban yes. to take yeah yeah there's a lot of uh investigating and spotlighting that needs to that uh that has not been done because nancy pelosi wouldn't allow it uh, because it reflected poorly on the Democrats and President Biden, that needs to take place. Especially, I'm I'm curious. <clears throat> Hunter Biden and his business dealings, where he made millions of dollars in international uh, business trans uh, transactions and and dealings, and a lot of his business partners went to the White House while be while President uh, now President Biden was vice president under Obama. There's been no curiosity among the mainstream media about all this. And is President Biden, did he make money off this? How much money did Hunter Biden make? Uh, is that legal? Yeah. And also, what about, is, is there any possibility that uh, Biden would be, Joe Biden would be compromised as president because of uh, the financial dealings with the Chinese that right. Hunter, Hunter Biden had? Had this been a Republican president? Oh my goodness! It would be twenty four seven. We got to do investigations. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But uh, I mean, look how excited they are about President Trump having some documents in his house at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yep. So uh, with the new House, they are going to the chairmanships are going to flip from Democrat to Republican, and there are going to be some investigations. Investigations and all those things that were listed. You listed that. They're need, they need to be investigated. They're legitimate. They're not witch hunting. No. Uh, uh, the, the, the Hunter Biden financial dealings with his dad, the uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, what were the other ones? Uh, the border. The border. Yeah. Four or five million people com- coming in here in the last two years. And the Wep- weaponization. Of, of the judiciary, of the judicial department. Under Merrick Garland. The, the, we now know, thanks to Elon Musk, about how much the FBI was uh, involved in trying to uh, go after conservatives through get, – get Twitter to shut them down, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was those are just four, and you're go, uh, going – somebody needs to shine a spotlight on And it may turn out that these, there's nothing to it, but uh, – I'm, I'm, I got my tongue I'm firmly planted in my cheek on that one. But uh, I think the reason Nancy Pelosi has not allowed these investigations to go forward is because 
they can be damning mm-hmm. to um, to Biden in particular. That's another one. Fauci. What's that? Oh, the Fauci. CDC COVID response. A lot of these are inter inter interlinked yeah. too, because you've got the federal government. Was the federal government pushing big social? to shut down scientists and other medical professionals when they had a an opinion that was different from Dr. Fauci. You also have, did the FBI uh, uh, squelch any mention, which we know they did, but they would have hearings, and that's what I'm talking about, the interconnectedness, about the Hunter Biden laptop. Did, did yeah, they what, shut is, down what does the FBI care about what Twitter does? <laughs> Because huh? they were they were making it, trying to make it into uh, a a hack, a representative of the Biden administration. This is going to be this is going to be a news arm of the Biden administration. Big social is going to work for the Democrats and work for the Biden right, administration. Right. And so, when you get a call from the FBI, that's going to if you oh, yeah. if you're if you're at Twitter. Yeah, or you're at Facebook and you're and the FBI calls somebody high up. And- but, uh, tw- uh, the, the documentation that Elon Musk released was the FBI, especially this one agent out in San Francisco, uh, had he had like a, an ongoing uh, list of things he wanted Twitter to investigate. Yeah, and the way he gets around saying uh, this was an imposition or this was using the FBI, he was saying, "Hey, we were only." requesting that they investigate but p- potential violators of their own rules. Right. Where you're going, you got, you really, really FBI has got time to sit around and see if Twitter follows its own rules. Right. And then the other thing was, that, as it turns out, the FBI, or the Justice Department, gave Twitter $3 million yes. to do these things. Yes. So, so wait a minute now. So the FBI wants to compensate Twitter for doing something that Twitter should be doing on their own, according to the FBI, right? Huh? Right. That did, that doesn't add up either. It doesn't because it's because it's just made. It's just made up. It's a cover story. Yeah. And, and the FBI, in a press release to the to the public a couple weeks back, called this conspiracy theories. Yes. That uh, you. So the FBI is using terms to deflect from this conspiracy. That, that sounds like something that. At uh, the Biden administration, at the White House would right. It's a that's political speak. You know yes. what I'm saying? Attacking the people who want to have answers uh, to these questions. Anyway, and I I'm looking forward to the Attorney General Garland being questioned as to um, is it normal procedure uh, to surround the house of someone like a pro life demonstrator? Show right, up right. A dozen uh, with arms drawn and take a person away. He has no weapons. We're talking about the pro-life demonstrator in Pennsylvania. Yes. Right. Yes. They show up en masse. I'm talking about FBI at his house. Is that normal procedure? And what about the investigation into the pro-life pregnancy centers and all the vandals? That were vandalized and, t- and attacked. Yeah, yeah, there hasn't been How one is that going? Not How one. is that going? I'd like to know, uh, Department of Justice... Why you think parents showing up at school board meetings are a threat? Why yes. are they, quote unquote, domestic terrorists? Yes. Why are they a threat to this country? I tell you, my my uh, confidence in 
federal law enforcement has been since we can't find out who leaked the the, the uh, Dobbs. You got you got thirty people that could do it, or forty, or whatever it yep. is, at the Supreme Court, and they haven't been able to find out. I guess it's the FBI involved in that investigation. Well, I like to know is this is this incompetence, or do they just not want to make public who yeah. did it? All right, we'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues on AFR. Stay with us. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net. And sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association, and you hear me on American Family Radio. Hey, if you're looking for a vacation with a purpose, maybe 2023 is your year to join us for one of our spiritual heritage tours. We're going to be going to our nation's capital in June and September and seeing all the sites that you're familiar with, the Lincoln Memorial, the Jefferson Memorial, the United States Capitol, and on and on the list goes. We're going to be going to Washington, D.C. in June and September. In September, we're also going to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. So a lot of history there that we're going to see and experience. Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation is our historian who will be joining us all along the way. For the dates, the cost, and all the information, go to spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. For two days in May of 2020, hundreds of rioters stormed the White House. A guard shack was set on fire. Rocks, bottles, fireworks hurled at police guarding the home of the president. More than 60 Secret Service agents were injured that day, some seriously. But the would-be insurrectionists did not breach the White House gates. The People's House was not pillaged or plundered. That's because unlike the U.S. Capitol building, the White House was heavily fortified that day. So let's be clear. The U.S. Capitol was allowed to be breached on January the 6th. Capitol Police officers were told to stand down. Video shows officers moving aside barricades, allowing people to access the building unobstructed. So why did Congress ignore President Trump's suggestion to call up 10,000 National Guard troops? Who gave the order not to fortify the Capitol building? Who gave the orders for Capitol Police to stand down? Those are questions that deserve answers. I'm Todd Starnes. In him, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Ephesians 1, 11. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. 
Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back, everybody, to the program. Today's issues on American Family Radio. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Tagliano and Fred Jackson. And I want to know, guys, did the uh, satellite that was supposed to fall from the sky, I don't know where else it would fall from, but <laughs> anyway, uh, and, and hit the earth last night. It's an old satellite that right. went out of commission. That it was set to burn up slash, you know, head toward Earth. Sounds like my life. <laughs> Old satellite, best days behind Fine. it. Burn, falls to Earth, burns uh, yeah, up, burns up as slowly. it goes to Earth. <laughs> or a country song. That would yes, be a cool right. country song. Anyway, did it ever land? Do you guys know? I say land. It doesn't land, crash, mm. burn. Not in my backyard, anyway. They were. They said it was so random. Because the uh, NASA said that the chances of it hitting somebody were one in nine thousand three hundred and forty, something like that. I thought, I, well, I guess that's scientific. You got to get the exact odds, because one in nine thousand four hundred and thirty, whatever. Uh, I, I thought, gee, you sure it's not nine thousand four hundred thirty-five? <laughs> but, but well, yeah, I know. Well, you can never be too safe about things like that. So I was outside. Last night for, you know, 11. Were you? Yeah, till I don't know, till about 11 or so. They didn't know what looking, part of the world it was Looking up hit? in the sky just to make sure. Uh, what now? They didn't know what part of the world it was going to hit? I, no, I, no. I'm just going to tell, I'm just going to tell our, our listeners. Yeah, you tell you, you, you texted this story last night. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you took a screenshot. And so on my phone, at least. When someone sends a screenshot, it's too small to read the words until you tap on it. Then you can expand it. Right. But you you sent this a story, and then underneath it you wrote, just be aware of your surroundings tonight. And I thought, oh, great. Somebody else got robbed at Walmart. Or, you know, people send those stories around sure. all the time. And then they always say, just be aware of your surroundings tonight. So I thought, oh, another another feel good story from Tim about people, someone got shot at Walmart, and then I clicked on this, and it was so funny because it was about this satellite falling to Earth. Yes, and I, I thought, well, that wasn't what I was expecting. Right. right. Uh, uh, one of our family members said sent this story on, which is where I got it from. About this, and it, the it is a serious story. The satellite was supposed to. It's out of commission, obviously, falling to earth. and 5,400 pounds. Yeah, and that, some uh, some of the reports said it may burn up before it hits the earth. Yeah. But one of our family members sent that story around, which is where I got it from, yeah. and said well, we may want to stay inside. <laughs> to which I responded, I, I'm not so sure a roof is going to protect you it's not. against a, against a, a satellite Falling a thousand miles an hour to Earth. Now, your your point was NASA said most of the satellite will burn up upon reentry, but some pieces are expected to survive. Yeah. Listen, I've seen pictures of you know in storms a a tree fall next to a house. Yeah. Being blown over and yeah. it crushes the roof. So a piece of satellite falling from that high is going to go straight through it, no matter if you're in your safe room or not. Yeah, you're going to have to go ahead and get under the bed. I think <laughs> for a double layer of protection. Yes, there you, you know go. what I'm saying. 
Now they they said that the uh, the odds of injury from falling debris at about one in ninety four hundred. That I'm just going to say that that seems kind of high. <laughs> the odds. I mean, if you say one in four right, million, right? I agree with you. I didn't like those odds right there. That's why I stayed up. Four hundred, especially <laughs> my luck. I mean, one in ninety-four. Oh well, we're sorry. Let's <laughs> say goodbye to Ed Tagliano. Why? What happened? His his odds ran out. Well, uh, he was one of the, one in ninety-four hundred. Ninety-four hundred. The satellite pieces crashed into his. So, I, but to answer your question, your original question before we kind of went all passed, Friday Friday trivia, but. Uh, that would be I, a that would be an odd uh, funeral service. Yes. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine what would the pastor say in that circumstance where the satellite hit the house? Well, I, mean, I know he wouldn't say about me. He was struck down in the prime of life. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I really don't have a problem. Right. With my age. I'm but, just anyway, around. the report is Ed was when his last seconds he was peering upwards. <laughs> And crying out to God. <laughs> Honey, look up this in the... This is my answer. <laughs> right. Uh, Dan, you want to come out here? <laughs> well, we've gone completely dark and completely morbid. <laughs> I told you that thing was... <laughs> what come is in. that? Hey, Bubba, come here. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. I, I guess it didn't do any harm because I, I typed in satellite falls to earth. <laughs> and it, and nothing 2022 up. and nothing pops up. So either that or it hadn't, it hadn't hadn't landed it, yet. Hadn't had to land. You know, uh, I was, there was a story one time. This is true. I remember because I used to collect strange but true stories. Yeah. I don't know why I did, but I always was fascinated by those things. Truth is stranger than fiction. There was a uh, Japanese uh, fishing boat, and they were just out in the middle of the sea. Does this have something to do with Godzilla? No, but I can make it <laughs> do that if you want me to. I can throw Godzilla in here. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this fishing boat's just out in the middle of the ocean, you know, doing their work, and uh, and a plane had dropped a cow from uh, a cow had escaped. From, I'm not making this up. I'll bring, and, and the cow fell through the boat. Are you serious? I'm serious, Clark. I'm serious. That. No, I, I've, I, about, I've still got the story. I saved the, it. The odds of that happening. This sounds like a WKRP. I know. <laughs> no, that really did happen. I the cow it. fell from the airplane. As heaven is my witness, I thought cows could fly. So I just thought, how would how would you when the, when when the guys call their SOS or whatever? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We've been hit by a cow. We've been hit by a cow that fell from the sky. What was I the cow wanted, doing in the airplane? Uh, well, I guess they were transporting it from I don't know. And they opened a door. Maybe it's a trade agreement, China, <laughs> China in the U.S. and. And we were we were sending them cows, and they were sending us panda bears or something. I don't know. I thought cows, but I don't know how that happened. But uh, the cow, the cow fell out of the sky. Cow falls from sky, sinks boat. Right, do you? This did, is. Did there's you look that up. You see, I'm not telling. I'm not telling okay. you a whopper there. Uh huh. All right. This this appear, appears to be an urban legend. Uh. All right. Rumor story then, Ian. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but no. To oh. your point, though. Yeah. This is reported by 
newspapers in 1997. Yes, that's when I got it. Okay. 2011, Business Insider says it's an urban legend. Well, I have So in 1997, account. newspapers were reporting it yes. as, as being true. And it well. took 14 years? Where there's smoke, well. there's fire is all I got to say. <laughs> uh, there's smoke, there's barbecue. Yeah, there's barbecue. All right, you're listening to today's issues on AFR. By the way, tonight is the uh, college football national championship game in uh, Los Angeles between the University of Georgia and Texas Christian University. Did you guys know this? I did. I have my alarm set already. And uh, it's kind of like David versus Goliath. So I think George is going to beat him by three I th- touchdowns. I think George is David right here. Uh, no, George, yes. Uh, no, George is Goliath. Yeah. Uh, so, but, uh, you know, it's one of those deals where George is such a heavy favorite that the rest of the country is going to be pulling for the underdog, which is the little guy, which is TCU. I'm rooting for TCU just because I like the underdog. Too. You like the underdog story? Yep. Uh, Georgia is uh, dynamite. I mean, they're loaded. They haven't lost all year, <clears throat> but uh, they will They will take on the TCU Horn Frogs. I don't know where, where they got their name from way back when, the Horn well, Frogs. Horn Frogs. I, I used to see them in uh, Arizona. Oh, really? Yeah. Do they have horns? They do. Can they? Can they? Do they attack? Do they hurt? No, no. What do they no. use their horns for? Well, it's not just two horns like a cow. They their whole body is covered kind of like with spikes. I guess it's a defense mechanism to oh. discourage an animal from eating them. Yeah, you don't want to eat that frog, right? It's going to be bad going down. Yeah, yeah. So, so I okay. I didn't know. So they got more than two horns. Yes, they're kind of like they're horned all over. Yes. You got horned frogs. All right. Well, we'll see what happens here. All right, Fred, next story. Joe Biden went, next to, story. <clears throat> went to the border yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and it was magical. It like was. Disney World, was it? It was magical. Okay. Somehow, as he walked along a border wall built by former President Trump, not one illegal immigrant showed up. It was quite amazing. Was, and mm. and the streets of El Paso last week that had tent cities filled with illegal immigrants. Yesterday the streets were clean and beautiful, so it was it was magical. She arrived there. You know what it reminds me of <laughs> when you when I was growing up and Mom told me to clean my room, and you throw everything in the closet. Dirty clothes, you know, everything, ice cream wrappers or whatever. Everything's in the closet. Your room looks great. But the reality is, and that's what happened yes. at the border. Yes. I was, I was mentioning you guys this morning. I was surprised that the Associated Press, which is usually quite liberal in its political coverage, uh, this is their story. Biden's nearly four-hour visit to El Paso was highly controlled. No kidding. He encountered no migrants except when his motorcade drove alongside the border, and about a dozen were visible on the other side. He didn't talk to any of them? No, not a one. Uh, what did he go for? He went down there for a photo op, and that's what he got. However, uh, I, one of the more telling pictures, images that came out of that visit was uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott uh, was waiting for him uh, with a letter. Uh, and I, I wanted to... 
Uh, let me set this up real quickly. Sure. If I can interrupt. I want to give kudos to Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. Absolutely. <clears throat> Biden goes down to the El Paso. Mm-hmm. You know, just the backdrop, we've mentioned this many times, and this is documented. Since Biden became president, you know, he opened the borders up. Mm-hmm. And he said, y'all come. Mm-hmm. And, and four to five million people have now come in, poured into our country illegally. Yes. We don't know where they, we don't know who these folks are. I mean, many of them are obviously Central Americans, are, uh, but they're coming from other parts of the world. And as we said before, feel sorry for people who are in poverty. Uh, but poverty is not the, uh, we don't open the doors of the world to come into the U.S. illegally because they are poor or impoverished, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> so that's been the policy. We have to have security on our border. We have to know who's, we have, you have to have border control. You don't have a country. Okay, so that being said, uh, Biden has opened the doors for, opened the borders. Now, he's been criticized mainly just by Republicans and conservatives. So, because he's never even visited the border that he's letting all these people in so that uh, he can see for himself what's happening. Mm -hmm. So they go to the border now, they being the White House, on a Sunday afternoon in January, and uh, as Border, uh, some border patrol agents have said that's the least, that's the month when the least people come anyway. They cleaned up the streets of El Paso, El Paso before Biden's arrival so that you don't, so that the media who come with him and when he walks by, he doesn't have to interact with anybody. Yeah, they had, they had tent cities basically. With, yes. With, and they cleaned those up before, yeah. they got rid of those before Removed. he came to town. So it was a manipulation of the media. Yes. Anyway, so he goes and it's, he goes for four hours. That's it. That's it. Yep. So it really was just a photo op. So he's walking the 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 border, which uh, shows Biden, you know, in his suit walking the border with four border patrol agents, mm-hmm. just having a Sunday afternoon stroll, chit chat, and then he gets back on Air Force One and heads back. Well, Governor Abbott seized the opportunity, went to El Paso. I don't even know. I'm, maybe I Biden knew he was coming. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he pro- they they probably did. But Abbott confronts him, mm-hmm. and and I, I saw the visu- the uh, picture. Yes, and then hands him a, a letter, a scathing letter. Right. That's right. Let me read you a little bit of that. Uh, Dear President Biden, your visit to our southern border with Mexico today is twenty billion dollars too little, and two years too late. Moreover, your visit avoids the sites where mass illegal immigration occurs and sidesteps the thousands of angry Texas property owners whose lives have been destroyed by your border policies. Even the city you visit has been sanitized of the migrant camps which had overrun downtown El Paso because your administration wants to shield you from the chaos that Texans experience on a daily basis. And the letter goes on from there. Apparently, somewhere towards the end of the visit, someone asked uh, President Biden, had you read the letter? And he said no. What I'm going to be anxious to see if there is a press briefing, a White House press briefing mm-hmm. today, is uh, Karine Jean-Pierre going to be asked, as the president had a few moments to read the letter. I will be shocked if uh, the answer to that question from her is yes. I don't very much. Well, we'll see what the answer is because, listen, I don't care if you're a Republican or, or a Democrat in the White House. 
if you get a letter from the second largest state in the United States, a letter from any governor, quite frankly, the governor of Texas shows cares enough to show up to meet you at the airport in El Paso. He's the governor of the second largest state in the country. And you know what, Biden? You're down there for a reason. The reason is that, uh, I don't know, uh, the reason is he who went in the first place is because the millions that have come in here and, 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 and the border is out of control. He's not going to admit to that. That's the reason he went, to say I care, right, ostensibly. Uh, so uh, if he says, if, if Corrine Jean-Pierre today says, no, he hasn't read it, that would be the uttermost disrespect. Yes. For the governor of Texas and the citizens of Texas, because he's representing them in saying this has to stop, especially our border towns are being overrun. Yeah. And uh, so I'll be interested to see whether Corrine Jean-Pierre, Ed, you impressed by that? Well, no, I, I well, no for the last two weeks, I've been saying her name right. Oh, yes. The, yes you said yeah. yes. Yeah, You've you been working me out on that. And, and deservedly so. And I and, took that and, to heart. I went home. I practiced. It's impressive. Got in front of the mirror. It's impressive. Corrine Jean-Pierre. See, you were under pressure there. Uh, yeah. Kareem, John. John Pierre. John Pierre. And if you say a little French accent, it yeah. even sounds better. But Yeah, well. Now, yeah. L- listen, I, I'm in full agreement. This is this is a travesty. And what President Biden's administration has done to hurt this country in a variety of ways, he technically hasn't even been in office two years yet. Right, because uh-huh. at the end of this month, twenty in the twenty second or whatever, will be the two year date following his inauguration. Yep. All this that has gone on, the, uh, seeing posts on Facebook of people showing uh, eight dollars for a carton of eggs, you know, all those kinds of things, all has been on his watch. And the border is one of those. Why do you think he went down there, though? Do you think it just a a photo op for what, Fred, to say well, that there is no problem? One person has suggested the reason he did it, because he knows the Republicans are taking control of the House and there is going to be a committee as to how the Biden administration has handled the border. And the American people are going to see what's been going on down there. Yes, it's it's spilling over, guys, into Democrat states. There's a story this morning that the uh, the uh, mayors of Chicago and New York City have told the Democrat uh, governor of Colorado, Jared Polis, to stop sending immigrants to their cities. Now, these are all Democrats. Right. All right. These are all Democrats. What has happened is Colorado is not a border state, but they have seen an influx into Colorado of hundreds of thousands of these illegals. And they say they want to go to New York. They want to go to Chicago. Right, right. And so he's been sending there. The Democrat right. governor has been sending them there. And they're saying, stop. We don't want it anymore. So this it's breaking down. I mean, it, it, so you think Biden went there. That's what, I, I can't figure out exactly why Biden went there, Ed. But that's a, that's a good point. I hadn't heard that. That does make sense because one of the things that Republicans would be saying, if these this committee or committees is investigating the border debacle is they would continue to pound away and say the president hasn't even gone down to the border and now he will be able to say of course i've gone down to the border and my vice president is 
uh, still looking into the the root causes for this. It's it only works because the vast majority of the news media will give the president political cover, but at least they can try to dispense with that accusation. All right, Republicans. Well, I don't know what else makes sense. But what's what's the end game here? I think the the end game for you mean for the Democrats for, yeah. for the Biden administration is to con, continue doing the same thing. Uh, and, it's stall ball. Well, I mean, and, and last was it last Thursday or Friday, uh, the president had a news conference, announced he was going to the border on Sunday, but he said, "Here's my plan. <laughs> Here's my plan. Um, uh, among other things, uh, we're going to create an app, and people want to come into this country." That sounded uh, so. It's not funny, but it sounded so. It sounded like an S, uh, SNL skit or something like that. Here's the president of the United States in the White House talking about the millions of people coming here illegally. He, he didn't say that no. that number, but he's he, he's talking about. Okay, now when you come in to the border, get on your cell phone and go to this app we've created for you to facilitate things. Yes, that's what it sounded so ridiculous. Yes, and and you can make an appointment. To make your declaration of asylum. <laughs> now, you've just let 5 million people come in over the last two years. Yes. Do you think those folks are going to say, okay, I'll make an appointment uh, next Thursday, 2 o'clock? Right. Yeah, that works Yeah, for I'll me. go back to El Paso. Yeah. I'm in and, Seattle. And let's let's be honest here about how the government tracks you. I'm going to get on an app, and I'm going to make an appointment, and now the government can track me wherever I go because they can use my phone. Yes. Now, of well, course, they're not going to do that. Yeah. They want to remain incognito while they're here. Listen, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just listen. Uh, we can move on to the next topic, but the only way there's only two ways that this is going to stop. By this, I mean it, it, uh, the mass in, uh, invasion of our country by people from all over the world because they're coming from all over the world now. They're going to Mexico and they're walking over. To the tune yeah. of four to five million now since Biden became uh, it's a record it's it's a never it's unprecedented so the only way this is going to stop would be for a Republican president mm-hmm. uh, like Governor DeSantis or if certainly Trump had the border under control or somebody else a Republican president who made this a point of emphasis that is controlling the border number one or number two that Democrats care about this. I got to tell you, I mean, I, I'm still stunned. Well, maybe that, maybe I'm being sarcastic here. Um, th- that that Democrats don't care. Well, they they're starting to care when illegal immigrants are being sent to their city, though. That may <laughs> that may be point. how they do wind up caring. Yes. Uh, so they don't care, but they don't care about how Texas or Arizona exactly. suffers. They only care if if a few buses arrive in New York and and Chicago, right? Then they which, care when it impacts is, them personally. Which is the genius of Governor Ducey of yeah. Arizona, Governor Abbott in right. Texas, originating. And I might point out that you were, as far as I know, you were the first one who suggested it on air. Right. That's the first time I remember. So maybe they were listening because once they started doing that, it has really, I think, led to some Democrats, maybe a lot of Democrats, suddenly caring about it. Because let's face it. If you're living in New York or, or New York City or Chicago, what do you care what is happening right. on the border in right. Texas, right. Arizona, or New Mexico, right. or California? You don't care. Right. But you care when they're right. flooding your social net. Right. 
You know what amazed me, though, at this news conference that President Biden had last week? As part of his solution to this crisis, he doesn't call it that, he said he announced, I'm going to, I'm setting up this program to allow 30000 a month into, this, into the country. 30000 a month. Just stop and think about that. Where are these people going to end up? Who's going to give them housing? Who's going to feed them? All of these things. I mean, it's he thinks that's a solution to well, allow 30000 a month? That's because the Biden administration, President Joe Biden, wants the immigration. Yeah. That's, that's, why, he, that's why he's supportive of 30000 a month coming across. But the real world is intruding yes. into Chicago, New York City, and some other major Democratic strongholds. Reality of these vast numbers coming in without visible means of support that reality is intruding on uh, the lives of people in these big cities. Well, and the other reason I think, if I can answer my own question, uh, on a on a more sinister uh, look, uh, and I mentioned this before, I think Biden and the Democrats want to want want millions of people to come. They they want to open the borders because they don't believe in borders. They believe they're immoral. They believe in globalism. And number two, related to that, the Democrats want to flood America with people coming here illegally. Then they want to make them citizens so that they can vote and they'll be controlled by the Democrat Party. And it will be the death of the Republican Party in many places in our country because they'll be outnumbered. In other words, amnesty for anybody who can come into our country illegally. That's what the Democrats want to see happen i mean is that i know that's a dark view of the world but i can't that that is a possibility there i i think there's a segment of the democratic party that absolutely believes that we'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues stay with us The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.